Hello, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. This is going to be the last podcast of June, which means next time you listen to the podcast will be in the month of July, which is a big deal. Once in Unity Comp Volume 2 will be dropping July 24th. And oh, man, where has the time gone? It seriously feels like that announcement just happened. I know I've been talking about it every week, which is a great pleasure for me. I love the label. I love the comp. So this is just crazy to me that here we are. Last podcast of June. We're about to be in July and the comp's about to drop. It's it's wild. So prepare. Go follow From Within Records on Twitter, Instagram. Stay up to date so you know when all the new information comes out about pressing uh, exact times when the record will go live for purchase. It's going to be crazy, but that happens next month. I'm super excited. So like I said, do yourself a favor. Go follow them on social media so you can stay up to date on all that news. And yesterday uh, or well over the weekend on Instagram, I saw Shackled in the studio and i am super excited because i've been waiting so long for a new shackled record i love that band it's gonna be so sick so please be on the lookout we got new shackled coming out new payback new mh chaos shout out to mh chaos they just played a show which is super awesome it's really awesome to be able to talk to a lot of people about their experiences being back at shows playing shows or just attending it's 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 a great time so super stoked for everybody who's uh, getting back into it and making things happen again it's super sick and like i always say please support from within records because they support us on today's episode we welcome back our one of our more favorite guests jamie davis uh, he's living in Richmond right now, plays in some awesome bands, uh, Outsider, Youngest Son, No Other Way. And I, I just had to have him back on because it's been a minute since we talked. We actually cleared up one of the biggest mysteries, uh, what happened to episode 199, which was actually pretty funny to talk about because uh, I've never gone that. And we didn't go too deep, but we, we've talked about it more than uh I have publicly, so it was pretty interesting, but but it was fun. Uh, James, a great friend. Dewey's a good friend. I, I love Dewey. I uh, am a fan of his podcast, so shout out to Dewey. Uh, it, it was a great time to be able to talk to Jamie, get a little update on uh, what's going on with him when it comes to music. We discuss some hot topics like Straight Edge, which was <laughs> pretty interesting uh, and also really fun. But if you're not familiar with the bands that Jamie's playing in, this is a great time to hit pause. Go check out Outsider. Go check out Youngest Son if you want something a little softer. If you're straight edge or vegan, I highly, or even if you're not straight edge or vegan, uh, I highly suggest you go check out No Other Way. Great hardcore music and straight up just real hardcore. It's awesome. But strap in, enjoy this conversation. And without further ado, welcome Jamie Davis to the show.
All right, and we're back. Welcome to the podcast, Jamie. How's it going? What's up, man? How are you? Doing good. Just hanging out. It's it's a, just another good day. Uh, I always feel like you're, well, when I think of your scene, your area, I feel like you're probably my favorite person. And I know that might ruffle a lot of feathers, but but it's all good. I, I'm, I'm just happy to have you back on the podcast because obviously we're friends and I support everything that you do. Uh, that's good to know. Everybody else here can fuck off. So for sure. Want to uh, kind of start with uh, one of your latest projects. I, I know that you, uh, you know, played drums for uh, youngest son. Uh, and I feel like things have been a little quiet. Uh, I'm curious, are you guys uh, working on anything or are you guys just kind of taking a break from that? Uh, we have a, I recorded drums for a single like in February. Oh wow! And uh, there was like a there was like a mix up. Like Jake was still living in England, and uh, I guess there was just like a problem like reamping the guitars and everything. So maybe mm-hmm. like a month ago, he came. He like moved home and he recorded everything and whatever. And we got like a mix back a couple of weeks ago of the track and like uh i like wanted to fix something with the drums just like with the snare and haven't got the second mix back yet so like we have a song that we're gonna put out like within the next few weeks probably but still waiting on the mix okay for sure well i'm i'm happy to hear that it's not like shelved or you guys are taking a break because that was probably one of my uh, more favorite things to come out during the the quarantine quote unquote uh so I, i'm really happy to hear that you guys have something you know at least coming and I, i'm happy that you know jake was able to you know uh, move back home because i know that it was kind of up in the air and he wasn't really sure where he was going to end up but i'm happy that he was able to to come back home and you guys were able to make some progress on that yeah for sure like uh i know i know sometime sometime in the near future we're gonna like get together and try to record like a proper like an ep mm-hmm. but it still is a little difficult like just i mean like though he's back in the states he doesn't live in richmond still which kind of sucks but i mean it's much easier than him being in the uk so yeah because you think about that time difference it can be a little tricky and uh could sometimes uh you know it, it, like even though like it, it uh you know in theory you know like all right cool i he's across the world, but we want to make this work. So we'll, we'll do it. But, um, you know, sometimes there's like some obstacles that you guys can't even plan for and it just makes things way more difficult. So it is way better that he's actually at least in the same time zone. Yeah, for sure. Makes it like a thousand times easier. We can actually like practice now, like even like, you know, he has enough time to take off work and everything. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. That's awesome to hear, but so shout out youngest son. Um, also, you play in a band called No Other Way. You guys uh, had a, a release back on Earth Day, which I thought was pretty awesome. I know um, I try my best to do my part in you know trying to you know keep the Earth clean and you know uh, try to you know create less waste. So I, I was curious about um, you guys, uh, you know, your thought process on doing that release, and obviously it was titled Earth Day. I don't, I think, 
I think we just wanted to put something out. And like, I mean, obviously we're a vegan band. So like Earth mm-hmm. Day is like, the earth in general is like very important to us. But like, I think we just, we had the songs and we had them for a while and we were kind of sick of sitting on them and Earth Day was coming up. So we thought it would just be like, why not put these like these songs about like veganism out on Earth Day? Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty much the thought process behind that one. And I was thinking about it. I was like, man, I, I can't really think of another band that kind of has taken that opportunity to you know take that approach and try to promote Earth Day and uh, you know back that super because obviously you know there are uh, a ton of vegan bands or a, a ton of people who care about the Earth, but for um, a, a hardcore band to take that approach and drop it on that day, I, I, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was definitely we definitely did Earth Day for like a particular reason, but mm. like, yeah. And you mentioned you guys were sitting on those songs. Was there any thought of, okay, we have these songs, we could put something out, or maybe we could just sit on them a little longer and flush out maybe a full length or uh, another EP? Uh, I think, I mean, with the songs that we put out, like, I think the intentions for them were to always just be like, we just wanted to put something out. Like, we we did slow violence and then kind of got fucked over with like the pandemic and everything. Mm -hmm. Couldn't play shows. Like couldn't really do anything to like let people know that we were a band. So we like, we just wanted to put something else out. So that was like the intentions behind those the whole time. But like that being said, we're, we're definitely like, we have plans to do maybe a split. I think that's up in the air, but, uh, definitely working on some things right now for sure okay that that's good to know obviously it, it definitely is rough uh, for a, a lot of bands that uh, put stuff out uh you know right before the pandemic uh, a lot of things got put on pause yeah. but here we are in uh, you know halfway through 2021 and uh, i'm sure you see it there's a lot of uh, shows happening tours being uh, announced and um, things are continually um, continually god i don't know why i uh, tripped over that word but uh, there's so many things um, going on and more tours to be announced more shows to be announced um you know fests are right around the corner so we haven't seen um, any of those yet in the states so that those are coming very yeah. soon um, i'm curious about uh, no other way. Do you guys have any plans to play any shows either locally or uh, maybe doing like a regional thing flying somewhere? Uh, we definitely are trying to play shows. We have two shows booked right now. Uh, we're playing a show in Roanoke on, I don't fuck. I don't know the fucking date sometime in July. I think it's like July 25th or something. I don't know. Uh, sometime in July. Okay. Um, yeah, we're, we're playing that, which is like, That'll be our first show. Um, and then we're playing in Richmond in September with Magnitude. Oh, that's great. And yeah, I mean, we definitely now like that shows are happening again and we can actually like start planning stuff. We're definitely trying to pour and like do as much as we can, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm curious, you mentioned Roanoke. Is there a specific reason why your first show is happening there? Uh, not really. I mean, it was like first show that we were like, we just got hit up to play it. Mm-hmm. And like, 
I don't know. We want to play. I don't really, I mean, I don't, I don't particularly care about like my first show with this band, like being in Richmond. It's like, we haven't been able to play. Like, we put something out and it's been like a year and a half and we haven't gotten to do anything. So like given the opportunity, I'm going to play like whatever show I can play. But I, I think it's awesome that uh, you're still getting love from Roanoke. So for people out there um, wanting to support, you know, your band, you know, uh, no other way and bring you guys out to, to do a show. I, I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think it's a it's going to be an ongoing theme for the rest of my bands because Outsiders for shows in Roanoke, too. OK. And, uh, you know, I was going to bring up Outsider uh, things to see or seem pretty quiet on you know that side of things. Uh, can you speak on that? Or are you guys still a band? Are you guys doing anything? Uh, I don't I don't really know, honestly. <laughs> okay. None of us, uh, the, the group, the band group chat has been a silent for quite some time now. Interesting. Um, I think, I mean, at the beginning of like the pandemic, like right when things started getting bad, we like got together, we wrote a couple songs mm -hmm. and like the intention was to like, you know, record them and put them out. And then that was the only time we got together. And that was like over a year ago now. So I don't really know. Like, I guess we kind of talked the other day and I don't know, I guess we're still a band, but we don't have anything like, there's not really much else to say. Like, I don't, we don't have any shows booked. Like mm -hmm. we don't have any new music planned. Like we don't really have much going on. Okay. Well maybe at some point after this, you can uh, try to fire uh, some sort of text to the group chat to get some feelers out there. Cause I know there's a lot of people like me out here on the West coast who appreciated the last record, never got a chance to see it live. So it, it would be a bummer if yeah. that never happens. Uh, but um, you know, if that's the case, uh, you know, totally understand, um, you know, still appreciate the music, but um, you know, at least there's like, you know, some sort of update that it, it's like the book's not closed on outsider as of now. No, I'll, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to try and get the ball rolling here again soon since, uh, you know, we can all get together again and actually have things to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's awesome. I uh, want to kind of talk about this. Uh, um, obviously, you and I were joking about this before we started recording, but uh, for anybody who's been following the podcast for a while, there's this weird curse, right? Where um, I booked a guest for episode 99 and it, it didn't come out right um, for, for whatever reason. I'm like, okay, whatever. We'll uh, uh, scheduling and whatever. I, I couldn't um, uh, alter course, right? Like things were already um, you know moving forward, and we had episode 100 special already booked, and you know we were gonna go film it. So I was like, all right, cool. 99 didn't happen. Um, that'll be like this weird novelty thing, and we'll just keep moving, right? That's a little you know uh, weird fact about the podcast. Okay, fast forward. We're creeping up on 200 and i'm like all right cool like who should i reach out to for 199 uh you know get some people on that i like uh and obviously for, for people and this is the first time um, it's ever been talked about publicly uh I, I reached out to you you know a good friend and also dewey somebody who i respect and i'm a fan of his podcast uh, we we did one and and this was not planned right um we we, we did one uh it, it was um uh, you know, it, it was fine, whatever, but somehow, some way, uh, lost in translation files get mixed up, uh, and things got lost and 199 doesn't happen. And I'm just like, holy shit, here we are again. This was not planned. 
these 99 episodes are just seemingly cursed and i was like all right fine that's uh, that's not a big deal we'll uh, just go with that trend right who knows maybe 299 won't come out whoever i book will either not show up or maybe the the audio will will, will get lost but um if you can remember back when we recorded that um if, if you can speak on your experience and maybe give a little insight um, from your perspective on what happened and why that, that one never came out uh, I don't really know, honestly. I actually texted Dewey last night. I was like, yo, like, you remember that podcast that we recorded with Jamie that just never came out? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe audio problems or I don't remember. I remember we talked about, I remember we talked about probably the pandemic, uh, I think the release that we have now put out and I'm sure you and uh, Dewey probably talked about video games while I sat in silence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's always fun. Um, but it's all good. Uh, it, it happened. It's, you know, part of the history, but I, I just thought it was funny because it, like, like I said, didn't plan for it to, to end up that way, but just, uh, you know, on this weird streak of not being able to release those episodes with the number 99 in it. I don't know, man. I think Dewey's pissed. <laughs> uh, well, to be fair, um, I, I I hope he's not pissed. Uh, I I haven't um, heard from Dewey. I haven't spoken to him since that podcast, and I I hope there's no um you know uh, ill will on his side. Uh, but but if there is, we can eventually clear the air. Dewey's a, a great guy, and like I said, I, I respect what he does, and I'm I'm a fan of his podcast. I don't know, man. You might have to reach out to him. He's he's pretty <laughs> upset. <laughs> <laughs> for sure okay well uh I, I feel like this is a long time coming because i you and i obviously we we talk and we had uh, discussed doing uh just a, a podcast not having to do with your bands because obviously we, we share a, a lot of uh common interests and one thing i i really wanted to talk about was uh newfound glory they they just released uh, a, a new single which i was kind of surprised by because if i'm being honest for for being such a big newfound glory fan i wasn't the biggest fan of their last record and i was just um, I, I don't know I, I i was trying to figure out have i like outgrown the band has, has my taste changed that much but uh for some reason i i would always defend them right because I, I i know so many people who just gave up after sticks and stones they're like yeah newfound glory is awesome up until sticks and stones and i'm just like no you're you're, you're completely wrong there's so many awesome records that you're missing out on if you liked everything up until sticks and stones they have uh you know great albums after that but when they released their their last record right um forever and infinity and beyond i was just kind of like ah, oh, i'm not really feeling this for some reason and it was like the, the weirdest thing right for for being such a a fan and then coming um up to this album just having that feeling for the first time just not really being into it i was just really confused and i was like okay i i, I kind of like thought maybe my time with being their fan was done but then recently they, they dropped yeah. they dropped that new single the last red eye and i'm like okay this feels and sounds like vintage newfound glory and I'm just like, okay, I, I, maybe the last record was just wasn't for me, but this new single, I'm like, all right, this is fucking awesome. I love this band and I'm looking forward to the new record. So I'm, I'm just curious on what you thought of the, the new single, if you've checked it out. I think the new single was really good and it's cool because I mean, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't, 
I haven't like outgrown Newfound Glory because mm-hmm. I mean they're definitely my they're like my favorite band. But like I kind of feel you on the new record. I wasn't I wasn't that psyched on it. Uh, I mean, it's like it sounded like Newfound Glory and everything, but I think there was just like there's like a couple standout tracks on it that I actually like, I'll go back and listen to. But for the most part, uh, I kind of like I don't really pay attention to that album much at all. For sure. And I think what happened with me with Newfound Glory, honestly, it probably happened. I mean, granted, I still listen to these records, and each record has like songs on it that I enjoy still. But I think, uh, I think what, what I look at them a little differently now is just like after they lost that dude, Steve, who like played guitar in the band, Oh, like sensitive subject. He's a, yeah, we ain't got to talk about, we ain't got to talk about Steve. Yeah. Steve, people should know, people should know by now. Yeah, for sure. This is fucking old news, but like he uh i mean he was like up until what was it resurrection he was like the predominant like lyricist and uh i don't know if you could tell but like i could tell for sure that like from from like every record prior to resurrection to every record after there's like there's definitely like a lyrical shift uh for like lack of a better term like i don't really know what to say like they're just like dumbed down, I guess. Okay, for sure. And like, especially like on the new record, like some of the songs were just like, I don't know, just so fucking goofy, like same side sitters or fucking whatever, which is like, I don't know, man. I love Newfound Glory, but that's like a weird song to be writing at like <laughs> like 40 something years old. Yeah, those dude, I mean, those dudes are like up there. They're not fucking, you know, they're not old, but like they're like late thirties, like probably pressing forties. Yeah, so definitely. There's some like goofy nice. songs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely tell like, you on that. I don't one. know. There, it, 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 I it buy felt the like new song a lot. Yeah, new song was awesome, but yeah, definitely the the, the last record just had this like and i hate to say it but it had like this like like bit of corniness to it and i'm just like oh yeah for sure it was it was super corny yeah and, and it felt like well, i hate to say that because like i love that band dude and, like same dude i had somebody came up to me today and was just like yo fuck that record like i'd find a reason to be like nah man like you don't know what you're talking about but like mm-hmm. it's definitely corny there there's some pretty corny songs on that record for sure yeah no, and it 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 definitely was a like a dark point for me for, uh, for being a, a newfound glory fan because I have, uh, you know, multiple newfound glory tattoos, which a lot of people probably don't even know. But um, so I was just like, dude, this is this might be it for me. I, I might have to, you know, uh, you know, say my goodbyes because if, if if this is where we're headed, um, which I I feel like they were just trying to maybe like reach to like a you know keep that younger audience because obviously they want to you know reach out to these younger kids and then uh you know kind of keep that fan base going on top of already having their established fan base because you think about it, if they you know uh reach out and get these younger kids uh they're going to be like long-term fans and it's going to be able to you know keep the band a- a- afloat when it comes to like this newer fan base but it was just i don't know um, i i don't really know what the real strategy was behind it but that was just what my assumption that that's my line of thinking based on how everything sounded and the vibe that I got. So I'm hoping with this new record, maybe 
they kind of get away from that, maybe mature a little, uh, maybe try to write some better lyrics because, yeah, they are a little bit older. And I feel like for as long as they've been writing uh, you know that kind of music, uh, I, I would have liked to see like maybe like a little um, maturity when it comes to the lyrical content because it's possible, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I hope so, at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm I'm really curious about uh, like your most favorite time seeing them live. My favorite time seeing them. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Um, I saw them. I don't know what year it was. Probably like. 2011 or something or 2000 yeah it was like 2011 or something like that they did like a like a small venue tour okay it was like uh newfound glory the wonder years and lemuria oh shit i haven't heard that band in a long time yeah and uh I drove down to Wilmington, North Carolina for it. Cause like that was the closest they were coming to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know that one. Was, I mean, that was fun solely because it was like small venue, like interactive, but I don't know. I think my favorite time seeing them was probably like recently, like probably like within the past few years they played, uh, they did, they were like doing the fucking 20 whatever year of pop punk like playing all their records and shit mm-hmm. and i tour. went to philly because yeah yeah they uh i went to the philly date because it was like one of the only dates close to me where they were playing coming home in its entirety and coming home is my favorite record so i drove and saw that that was probably my favorite time seeing them i don't know that's awesome i i remember i remember seeing them on this like in retrospect it's kind of a crazy lineup uh i remember seeing them probably in like 2008 or something Mm -hmm. something like that i don't know it was a while ago it was like uh newfound glory headlined so it was newfound glory a day to remember four years strong uh crime and stereo um and international superheroes of hardcore played that's wild. And I don't, that was, I don't know. It was kind of like thinking about it now. It was kind of funny that I was at that, but I don't know. Yeah. They've been around a long time. So they, they've done some, uh, obviously some awesome tours and they played with like a bunch of different awesome pop punk bands. The, yeah, sure. and you mentioned four years strong. Uh, and I, I like that band, but it was uh, strange uh, seeing them last time because last time I saw them, they played two nights at, at Chain Reaction, and uh, yeah, yeah, and I it, the the show had sold out, and I, but I was working for this company that printed their merch at the time, so I was able to uh, to get in for free, uh, which was like a nice perk of the job because obviously I, I really wanted to see them, but I it sold out, but luckily I was able to get in and, and it was fine. Um, I, I went to both nights, um, but I was, uh, kind of surprised at how, um, uh, I guess it, it didn't seem like they were stoked to be there, if that makes sense. And, uh, maybe, uh, that wasn't the case, but the vibe that I got, it, it just seemed like they were like, it was just like a job to them. And that, that, that kind of bummed me out. I was like, Oh man, I was like, I don't, I was like, I hope that they still enjoy doing what they're doing. 
but it, it wasn't definitely wasn't the vibe that they were giving off. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I don't. I haven't paid attention to that band since I was. I mean, probably like. I don't know, like late teenager. It's been like a long time since like I like listened to like one of their most like recent records. Probably mm -hmm. it's probably been like years at this point, but I don't know. They're kind of just like out of sight, out of mind. I don't really think about them too much anymore. Yeah, they they, they came in with an interesting sound, and uh, you know, yeah, I, I didn't really like. I, I think I was, I, I stayed up to date for like the the first two records, and then they kind of lost me. Um, I, I know that they actually they just announced that they're coming through um, out here. They're, they're uh, going. I, th I think it was a Pure Noise Records tour. Uh, it's, it's like all like pop punk yeah. bands. So I was like, oh, it, it, I'm, I'm happy to see that they're still doing stuff. Uh, but yeah, I haven't uh, checked out their latest record, whatever it is. No, me neither. Interesting. But uh, going back to Newfound Glory, I think the last time I saw them was probably my favorite time because uh, it, it was it wasn't planned, right? They played the House of Blues out here in Anaheim, and I I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go because uh, not trying to be like a dick, but the the lineup just wasn't something that I even cared about. So I was like, I don't know if I want to go and uh, sit through this whole thing. And then it, it, it eventually ended up selling out. So I was like, all right, cool. Now I don't have to worry about that. And uh, just so happens that same night, there was a local show at program. There was this band mm -hmm. uh, control shout out control. They actually just put out a new song a couple days ago, uh, control their playing uh, program. And I was like, this band is awesome. And I want to see them as much as I can. So I, I went and saw control and then my buddy Andy texted me and he was just like, yo, I know you love Newfound Glory. I'm not going to the show like last minute change of plans. Do you want my VIP pass? And I was just like, okay. I was like, if I'm going to go and not have to stand in like the sea of people and being, you know, rubbing elbows with a bunch of strangers and feeling nasty and sweaty, I was like, I was like, I will take that. So I, I literally saw control. So I, I was at program, saw control. And then I drove um, from Fullerton to Anaheim, not that far. Um, and I met up with my buddy Andy and he gave me his VIP pass, which was nice. And I just uh, kind of went and um, t he had his own little like VIP section. So I was able just to stand upstairs and just be away from everybody and just enjoy the show. And like mid set, they had like this, um, this like wheel, right? And they, they they called some like random girl on stage to spin the wheel and whatever song it landed on, they were going to play, right? And they had songs, um, you know, ranging from uh, all different albums from their discography and I was just I, I was looking at the list and I was like, man, like, I, I hope it lands on something like, you know, old, something that like we we normally don't hear. And like just by chance, the girl was wearing like a like a legit old like drive through records T-shirt. And I was like, OK, this is this is cool. This girl um, hopefully is lucky and will like land on something good. And um, she she spun it. And then I'm, I'm trying to remember uh, what's oh, she's landed on boy crazy and I was just like, I don't think I've ever heard this song live. So um, she like, uh, uh, you know, spun it, land on boy crazy. And then the whole crowd was like super into it. And for yeah. for them to, you know, kind of have that option, right, to have like it had to been at least like 10 or 12 different songs that it could have landed on. So for them to to know all those songs on top of the entire set list, I was like, OK, that's fucking awesome. So it landed on boy crazy. They played it flawlessly and it was it was such a good time. That's sick. That's like my favorite song from that record. Mm -hmm. Yeah, super fucking awesome. And I'm I'm just hoping, yeah, with that new single sounding as awesome as it is, I, I'm just hoping that's like 
gonna be the tone for the rest of the record so i'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that yeah i know like everything because like what is this shit called it's like forever and infinity and beyond like again or something like that mm -hmm. like it's all every like all the songs that are gonna like the new songs that are gonna be on that are just like it's just songs that they didn't use on the full length because like i remember i don't know from <laughs> i was like in like a live stream with like uh chad one day just like watching him talk about the record mm -hmm. and he said that they wrote like i don't know probably like almost 30 songs or something for the record so like i know that they have just like a bunch of shelved songs that they're probably just gonna put out yeah and, and you think about it, 30 songs you could break that up into like three different records if you do like you know 10 songs a record that's that's a lot of stuff yeah for sure well yeah now i'm thinking about it, 30 songs and I, i'm always cause like I, i'm not in a band and i'm always curious when uh you know bands do that or they'll just write like a fuck ton of songs and kind of pick and choose and i i know there's a lot of bands where they'll just scrap the rest or obviously like in new frank glory's case they'll save them for an opportunity like this and i'm, I'm always just curious like how they really decide because i'm because i know for fact that there's definitely songs on there that they probably hate that their fans would love dude i don't it's crazy to me that they wrote 30 songs i can't i can it takes me fucking a year to write three so like good for them <laughs> being so proficient yeah that's true if, if you had to sit down and be like, all right, uh, let's take this series and not be so, you know, relaxed on writing. Do you think you could, uh, you know, have a better output? And obviously, w w you know, pandemics, uh, you know, basically over COVID's not uh, that big of a threat anymore. Obviously, it's still pretty deadly if you get it. But there's like way more ways to fight it right now versus last year. Uh, but I'm curious, like, yeah, if, if you're in a position now where you're like, all right, cool, like if we were to write and be able to put out a record and know that we're able to go out do shows maybe do a tour um do you think you could have a better output versus three songs for a whole year yeah uh maybe i mean i don't like it's kind of i mean it's not really like dependent on just me i can't really do shit unless i have like a riff but I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure if me and, I mean, granted we live together, like we can practice whenever we want to, but like, I'm sure if me and Dewey were just like, yo, let's practice, like, let's write, like, let's get together, like for this amount of time every day for fucking however long. Yeah. I'm sure we could like, you know, just like churn out some songs, but we haven't done that yet. We've got like a couple songs written. We've got maybe like, I don't know, like five songs written or something like that so i'm surprised because uh, you know um, you mentioned you live with dewey i, I feel like uh, and obviously I, I know you guys have different schedules but i feel like uh, since you're obviously in the same building you have that access uh to your musical instruments that you would have cooked up a lot more by now <laughs> you would think so uh I don't know. I think a lot of it does just have to do with just being on different schedules mm -hmm. and, you know, like, cause I mean, like he works the night shift, so he sleeps a lot during the day. 
And then by the time Dewey's like up and you know, whatever, like I'm not really trying to be at the house. Like I'd like just gotten off work or I'm getting ready to get off work. So like, I'm like leaving and trying to do something. So I think a lot of it is just our schedules fucking like conflicting with each other. And, uh, is he still uh, working in that lab? Is that okay to, to speak about? Yeah, he is. Okay. All right. I, I, I don't want to. He's a scientist. Okay. Interesting. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that he's, Dewey, he's still doing Dewey that. cured COVID. He, Dewey, for, for anybody out there um, who. Um, no, maybe single, single handedly. Yeah. Single handedly, this man took down the virus. Yes. So. So shout out, shout out to shout out to Richmond for for um, having Dewey and um, you know his importance and all this, but Dewey did a lot for 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 everybody for the whole United States of America. Goddamn right, that, that's insane. Uh, <laughs> it's it's crazy to think about, but but I'm happy to hear that that he's uh, still doing that and doing well because uh, like like I mentioned earlier, I haven't spoken to him in a while. Um, I'll I'll, I'll reach out at some point. But I, I'm, I'm just happy that he's doing good. He, he might be the he's first person. Uh, you better, you better reach out to him, man. <laughs> this is uh, the first. I don't know how it's gonna go. But. First time on record knowing that somebody or, or th- that a guest uh, from the podcast is is um, upset with me. So th- this is new territory for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but ha- have you been uh, down to Roanoke at all? Because I actually thought about you the, the other day, and it's weird that we're talking about this because this is the last thing that I thought we would talk about. But I was driving in some fancy neighborhood the other day for uh you know just uh, unknown reasons and I, I see this street sign and it says roanoke and i'm like man how's josh doing uh, i know i'm talking to jamie uh in a couple days so it, it was just strange to, to see that sign and then here we are now and you bring it up and i was like all right it's it's the weird simulation that we live in yeah i haven't i think the last time i went was I think I went in like March or something. Like I drove out there with my girlfriend and we like went on a hike mm-hmm. and then just like hung around for a little while. But um, I don't know. I haven't, I keep in contact with Josh uh, here and there. He's just really busy with school and just life and stuff. He's been like, he's like been off social media. So like, I don't mm-hmm. really know what he's doing. If unless I like hit him up, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I know that he just got accepted into like, I don't know, I don't fuck, he just got accepted into like some medical program, I know that much, and uh, yeah, he's doing good. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that, and it does make me sad when I think about there's like these people in my life who I only know what's going on with them because of their social media and. Uh, yeah, and uh, Josh is one of those people. Like, I, I, I think he's a great guy, and I knew a lot about him because of what I would see on on, on social media. Uh, and obviously, like, I, I would talk to him through through DMs and stuff, but it never really went past that. Like, you know, we, we never texted or got on the phone and you know chopped it up. But uh, and obviously, he, he's not on social media, like you said. So it's just like now he he just kind of like blipped out of my life, and I'm hoping at some point maybe he'll just blip right back in because you know people just like deactivate their stuff for a little bit and come back in. Um, yeah but, yeah but but it's hard right because there's like you know so many people you want to care about for or you want to keep in contact with but there's just so many people in the world and um there's and like i've said this before there's not enough time in the day even for myself to do a lot of the things that i i, I want to do just for me so to you know kind of to spread myself more thin and try to you know uh, keep all these relationships it's just really hard yeah it can be uh 
it can be a little taxing. Like, you know, everybody's got their own shit going on. Like, I don't think, uh, I don't think anybody should <clears throat> feel like they're at fault for taking, you know, their own well being into consideration sometimes. It's not like, you know, it's like, yeah, you should like reach out to your friends and check on people and see how they're doing. But like, Sometimes you just got to worry about yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. You know. Yeah, and and for me, like obviously, like I'm, like you and I don't talk every day, but whenever we do talk, for me, it's like I'm always welcome to it, right? Like if you reach out or if I reach out to you, I I just want you to know, or um, you know, anybody else out there to know that, like you know, that line of communication. If we if we've ever had it, it's always going to be there, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So okay, interesting. Uh, but yeah. Josh is doing good. That, that that's good to know. Um, I I know you wanted to talk about Straight Edge, which I think is uh, uh, awesome. I I don't think I've ever gotten into like an in depth uh, conversation about Straight Edge on the podcast. I, and I actually got into an argument with uh, a friend like a couple weeks ago because he was super stoked to to see this um, this band. Uh, I I don't really want to name them because I don't want to. Uh, ruffle any feathers um, any more than we already oh, have no. <laughs> but uh he, he was he was um, and i'm sure people will figure it out but um by the way i, I described them uh do your research but he he was he was so stoked yeah like you know uh, so-and-so is putting out a new ep I, i'm stoked to to um, finally be able to see them again after a, not a long time and i just posed the question i was like yo like like how can you care about those like older songs in that band uh, when like you know members of that band have sold out and you know, you know obviously it's straight edge isn't for everybody um, when people break edge I, I i do think it's wrong to to still go out and play those straight edge songs if, if that makes sense cowards right and and he he got into this whole thing where um he's just like he's like oh well i'm uh separating the the art from the artist and i, I was just like okay that's fine. I, I get how you can do that, but he's also one of those people too. And I should probably preface this. Um, he's, he's one of those straight edgers that doesn't go to shows, doesn't listen to new straight edge music. And I'm just like kind of scratching my head. I'm like, what, like, are you really straight edge or are you just a normal person or like a sober person? Right. Because, um, I, I feel like when you claim, yeah, yeah. when, when you claim the title straight edge, there's more that comes along with it outside of just not, doing drugs, not drinking, not smoking. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, obviously it is largely tied in with like subculture. Yeah. Hardcore punk. But this guy, I, I, he probably hasn't gone to a show in years. Um, uh, granted like before COVID. Right. So not, not counting 2020 because son of a bitch. So it's, it's just like, so he, so he got mad at me. He was just like, how can you be so close minded to, to question me for liking and wanting to see this band? <clears throat> But I'm just like, they turn their back on everything that you believe in. And granted, like, you know, whatever straight is for yourself. And I, I, I totally get that. But for me, uh, when I listen to a band who's, uh, you know, straight edge preaching all the stuff that, you know, we all see eye to eye on. But when I find out that, you know, the band broke edge, uh, they stopped claiming edge, whatever, for whatever reason, like, I, I, I don't care if they smoke drugs or whatever, drink. I feel like when you stop claiming straight edge, that's cool. You do your thing. It's never going to like, I'm never going to get furious about it, but I can't listen to that music the same way that I did before, because in my mind, I'm just like, that really didn't mean anything to you. So like, I can't want to sing those lyrics with you and feel real and true about it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, I just think it's weird to like, to like brand yourself as like a straight edge band. Mm -hmm. And then like, that's like your image, like, yo, we're a straight edge band. And then like people sell out or, you know, whatever the case. And then it's just like, all right, well, we're going to continue to write music under this band name. It's like, I don't know, man, that's kind of weird. I think either you kick that person out who sold out and you continue to be a straight edge band. And if you don't want to do that, then you should probably just start a new band. I just think it's a goofy look to like brand yourself as something. And then like out of nowhere, like you're not that thing anymore. Yeah, no, I I feel the, the the same way, and I get that people change, but nobody had a gun to your head to claim straight edge, right? That was a choice that you made, and if it wasn't for the right reasons, I I totally get it. People can be easily influenced for the wrong reasons, but they should. I feel like they should take that path that you just described. Either you know get some new members to keep the straight edge alive in the band, or just start a new band. Yeah, for sure. It's just like, it's just, it's weird. Like, I just don't, just start a new band. It's not, it's not that hard. Kick somebody out or start a new band. It's like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't really understand. Yeah. And I don't think it's like a very hard concept to grasp. It's just like branding yourself as something and then not being that thing anymore. Like, it's just disingenuous. Yeah. And oh, that's a word. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And it, it was just like, the, I feel like it was just like the weirdest argument and, and it definitely ruined the dinner, right? Like, it, um, we were at this like, you know, bomb ramen spot that we had both never been before. And he yeah. just, he, he just brought up that band. And I was just like, how, like, how can you feel like happy? And, and I, I don't expect everybody to, to think the same way that I do. Right. But I was trying to understand his perspective. But he was just like, yeah, like I'm just separating the art from the artist. And I'm like, all right, okay. All right. I, I get that point. Um, you know, you're, you're separating the art from the artist, but like, what's the difference between, um, I don't know, uh, correct me if this isn't the right correlation, right? Um, I was like separating the art from artists. And the first thing that came to mind was like, R I was like R Kelly, right? I was like, can you separate the art from the artist when it comes to R Kelly? And he was just like, no. And I was like, okay. But I was just like, I was like, yeah, he, he, R. Kelly did some bad stuff, uh, really bad stuff. And, you know, he's in jail for, you know, for what he did. And that that's correct. I, I think that's where he should be. Um, but I was just like, how can you separate the art from the artist when this band is just going against everything that you say and you know, think that you believe in? And I, it was just like, just kind of like mind boggling to me because I, 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 I just felt like I was looking at it I'm like isn't it so simple right like these guys sold out right basically just gave up everything you believe in and that's their choice that's completely fine but how can you be okay with them still playing that music and you know preaching that stuff to you when they don't even believe it themselves i was like that, that seems so fake to me and he, he he was just not really uh wanting to see that and he was like no it's, it, it's completely fine and he was like it doesn't even have to be them. It, it could be like a, a cover band. I just want to hear those songs live. And I was like, okay. I was like, if that's the case, then why are you flying across the country to see this band? If you could just watch a cover band, do it right down the street. Yeah. I don't know. That's uh, it's weird. 
like I don't know. I think I don't. I just I agree with you. I just think it's I think it's like it's goofy. They're not like a reunion band, are they? Like, are they like, or like, are they like an active band no, that like sold out and is like? Yeah, no, no, fine. All um, it's, it's uh, love is red. Oh, fucking love is red. That like metalcore band. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I'm, I'm get, and I, I guess I, and I don't keep up with them anymore. But they just put a, a new EP, so I'm assuming they're going to be an active band again. Uh, and I know there was a lot of, uh, you know, um, excitement around them getting back together, but it's just like, um, it was just weird to me, but I'm like, you know what, do your thing. It doesn't uh, affect my life. If you're going to fly across the country, you want to, um, enjoy that band for whatever they mean to you, even though, um, it's not the same anymore. Uh, do you, uh, it, it was just really strange that he got like super defensive about it when I was just trying to understand his perspective. But then also I was just like, man, I don't think you get it because he's just not like an active participant in the scene and and it, it, it's so hard right and like I, i'm never trying to be the one who dictates um like who's a part of the scene and who's not because you know I, i'm nobody special right i just do my part and that's it right so i don't think i'm better than anybody else but when i i look at uh my friend um and he knows about it um, he's, he's probably gonna listen to this which is totally fine um when i look at him and i'm just like how can you have so much love for something that you don't even really keep up with or even try to support any more than what you've already done in the past. It's just kind of confusing to me. Yeah. Well, I don't know a goddamn thing about love is red. So I didn't even know they were a strange band. I don't think I know what they even sound like. I know that they're like a metalcore band. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think that somebody from that band is from Richmond. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like, <clears throat> I don't know. I guess that would, I mean, I guess they're like considered a reunion band. I don't know. It's weird. Like even like if you want to like get into like the reunion band thing with like older bands getting back together who like aren't straight edge anymore. It's just like, I guess it's just kind of, I can understand, I can understand people just like wanting to hear the songs because the songs mean like something to you, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. you don't care about the people, like, you care about what the songs did or meant to you, which is like, I get that, but it's just like, I don't know. I think it's, I do think it's weird when like reunion bands like get back together and they stick around. I think it's just like, play your show, fucking collect your money and just be gone. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to hear. I don't need to hear like judge anymore or fucking uh, that hurts you to the day anymore. I mean, I don't, not, not that I don't like, <laughs> I won't, not that I wouldn't like listen to those bands, but yeah. it's just like, I don't really think that they should be like lingering around, like whether like people want to see them or not. It's just like, I don't know, man. Y'all are just old and uh, I just don't care if y'all play shows. I think my biggest gripe is okay. So my, my buddy loves that band, right? So think about from the yeah. last, from that band's last record till now, right? Till their newest EP, there's this giant gap of new and better straight edge music that has come out that he just completely ignores. Yeah. And I'm just like scratching my head. Like how, like, like I could 
put together such an easy list of bands that have that similar sound or an even better sound, but people just willfully ignore that because they just think that this newer music uh, from this subculture just isn't going to live up or be as good as what they've heard in the past. And it's just such this weird, like yeah. jaded way of thinking. And it, it just has never made sense to me. Right. Because uh, a, a lot of these people that I've met through hardcore, I'm like, none of you have grown up in this. Right. So all this like older yeah. stuff that you love, all, all the stuff from the eighties, right. Great music. But, but even, you know, look at the eighties and the nineties things. There's always, there's good, good music from every era. So, so for people to, to kind of just kind of stop, the, the growth or the the knowledge of uh, you know what's going on in the scene it's just it's always just confused me right because I, I like I said I, I know so many people who get to this point where they're just like okay with what they've heard and they think that's the best hardcore will ever get and I'm just like it makes me sad because for me like it hasn't stopped right I since I've gotten into this in 2002 till now I've never I've never been satisfied with what I've heard because I know that there's constantly good music coming out from everywhere. And I, I just have like this empty void in me that seems like seemingly at this point, what it, it's about to be 20 years of me listening to this type of music. It, it seems like it's never going to be filled, which is fine because I'm like, I just love so much of it. I'm, you know, always on the hunt for the, you know, for, for the newest band. I want to see who can get creative, who can, you know, light that spark in me again, get me excited for, for music, even though like, you know, a lot of bands do that. Shout out law of power from LA. They're about to play their first show. When I first heard that demo, I reached out to the band. I'm like, yo, I need somebody from the podcast or I need somebody from the band on the podcast, which is happening, breaking news. Enjoy that. So it's just like, it, it just, yeah, I, I just don't get it. So for, for people to be jaded and just have like these weird, uh, like, just like mindsets what when it comes to the scene i don't know maybe it's just weird for me because i'm just such a lifer and i'm like really into this and not doing it for uh you know because it, it was cool with the, that circle of friends or i just wanted to be a part of something and then i found other interests which is fine whatever but i just don't want you to fake like you actually care like if, if you don't care that's fine like we don't care if we don't care if you don't care like this shit's not gonna stop because there's so many people who actually do give a shit and are keeping this shit going and you know bands aren't gonna stop new bands are getting created all the time these shows are starting to happen again these tours are happening again so like it's gonna be really hard to stop this so it, it's just it's just frustrating sometimes when I, I try to talk to these people and they just don't i, I just feel like they don't get it yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know, man. I think it stopped for me. Uh, I don't think there's any straight edge band better than Earth Crisis. I don't think there's, I don't think there's any straight edge band better than Throwdown. Dude, I'm done. That's all I need. Man, I'm and I get so happy whenever I see anybody post about Throwdown or you just mentioning Throwdown because that band w was really important for, for me growing up because uh, I grew up in the Palm Springs area and being so close but so far away from Throwdown growing up, I always like just like idolize that band and their sound and just like everything that they stood for. And being able to have Dave Peters on the podcast a couple of years ago, that was that was a dream for me. Yeah, yeah, that right. Cool. Yeah, th that was a dream for me. And and to this day, I I, I, I think I remember. I think I remember texting you when he came on, dude. I, I was like, I was psyched when you did that. I, I got a, a lot of love 
from like a lot of different places that I, I didn't expect uh, or didn't even think people were paying attention. But, um, it, but, but, but it was awesome because it wasn't just for me, right? Like that was a conversation I wanted to have uh, and put out there for everybody else who cares about that band, who's curious about that band, what they're doing, if they're still going to do anything. So I, I still have hope that there's like a, a chance that the band will play. I, I know obviously uh something uh there, there was talks of something happening in 2020 because there was like you know the anniversary of the the demo but um obviously nothing yeah, could yeah. happen because of the the pandemic so i'm, I'm hoping uh, you know maybe not this year but hopefully next year just get something going because as, as much as he doesn't think people care about that band like people love that band so much it's like it, it's crazy i think he would be like <clears throat> I think he would probably be pleasantly surprised to like, like if throw down, because obviously they like, at some point in time, they were just like doing their rounds, like with like the metal side of things, mm -hmm. like the metal scene and like touring with a lot of those types of bands. I think that, I think that he would be pleasantly surprised to like come back and do some like, you know, strictly hardcore related things. And I think he would be surprised with like the amount of love that that band's still going to get. Not even like just in California. Like I think of Throwdown, like, you know, I think if they did like a, this is hardcore or sound of fury or a United blood or a fucking any of like the big fest, like people are going to go off still. Like people love that band. They're important. Like whether like, I don't know whether like people think so or not, like they're an important band to me for sure. And I'm not from California. Yeah. So like, for, and I mean, I know like plenty of my friends who fucking love Throwdown too. So yeah, for, for Orange County straight edge, that band is definitely one of the most important bands. And, and, and for, for them too, I, I know a lot of people uh, kind of fell off after, or um, either at Haymaker or right before Haymaker. Cause that's when they started to go like a little more on the metal side, but dude they could play songs from every record at a hardcore show and it would wouldn't be weird it, it would totally be fine um for people who haven't checked out like you know intolerance their last full length that shit was like more hardcore than some of like the stuff after haymaker and it's, it's just like they yeah. still i feel like they still have it in them creatively to do and write good music because you know some bands um i feel like they kind of uh use up their creative juices right they get to a point where they've put out all like the good music that they can but they still try but it just doesn't really hit and that's sad right because it is weird to see some of your favorite bands kind of fall off and you're confused like like what happened and obviously people's tastes change over the years people start getting to different types of music and uh they're probably getting influence from things that they're not even realizing that they're getting influence from but but that just happens right but i feel like throwdown hasn't gotten to that point i feel like everything that they've put out has been solid and i'm a fan of and yeah i, I feel like if they somehow if whatever fest um whatever the 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 holds up is if they could get throwdown booked it would be an insane set yeah for sure i mean like i would if they're anywhere if they play anywhere like relatively close to virginia like ever again like i'm gonna go for sure you just gotta fly out and I, I mean i agree like i kind of i mean i like i'm not gonna act like i uh love everything after haymaker mm -hmm. i think haymaker is the last record they put out that i like 
really enjoy. Okay. But like, yeah, like everything after that, like, I mean, it just sounds like, I mean, it sounds like what you would expect them to evolve into, I guess. Like, Haymaker is a pretty big difference. And I, I think a lot of it does. I think a lot of it had to do with production and then like Dave's voice over Keith's voice. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, because I, like I said, Haymaker is like a pretty big jump from like, like you don't have to be blood, but like, uh, I don't know. I feel like they progressed in like a natural way. True. You know? and, and like I- the last record they put out, like I did listen to that and it was like, I mean, it sounds like what you would expect to like throw down to sound like fucking post Haymaker years and years later, you know? Yeah. And I, I welcome the progression because I want to see how creative these people are. Right. Cause if, cause if they're creating, uh, you know, th- th- all these amazing records before, like, uh, you know, uh, beyond repair, you don't have to be blood to be family. And it's like, all right, like how far can they take this? I don't want to see them, uh, like stunt their own growth by putting out the same sounding record, uh, you know, uh, time and time again, which is fine, but it, it, it gets to a point where that gets boring. Right. it's like, okay, cool. Like we've heard yeah, this like- record. Especially for the band, you know? Yeah. And like the band's not trying to write those records again. Exactly. Like I, I've talked to so many people who are like, yeah, like we want to, you know, experiment with new shit. We want to try to grow our sound. We want to, we still want this to be as much fun for us as it is for you guys. Right. So like, like I, I, I welcome that, that progression. And, uh, sometimes I just want to see how creative these people can get. And it's not always the best turnout, but Sometimes it, it, it's great to see what else they have to offer versus just your you know typical hardcore record because we've heard those time and time again and it, which is fun and great but I want to see the more creative side because because you know uh, I, I'm sure Dewey could wa- you know walk in right now but hey like let's write this very generic hardcore record and you guys could do it in the night right and I and I would say get the fuck out of my room <laughs> Dewey but yeah so I'm I, I'm I'm open for it. Uh, uh, I'm sure uh, Dave will hear this. Uh, Dave, uh, we still love Throwdown, and we're looking forward to seeing what you guys have planned. Shout out, uh, Big Dave! <laughs> Play some shows. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be that seriously be a dream because the, the the last time I saw Throwdown, I just did, obviously I don't think anybody realized that that was going to be it for now because I think the I'm trying to remember the last show was like 2015 or 2016. And you're just like, holy shit, like, like, where does the time go, right? I don't remember. I remember the last show that I was at that Throwdown played, and it was it was a long time ago. It was on some, like, weird, like, I don't even fucking know the tour, but, like, they were headlining. It was, like, some weird, like, weird metal-type tour. And, uh, I don't know. That was a long time ago. Yeah, the last time... Yeah, I don't know. Last thing they did out here, it was like a local thing at Chain Reaction. I think it was two nights, if I remember correctly. So, dang, that's sick. But you should get a uh, you should get Keith on the podcast. You should reach out to him. I'm sure he would do it. I don't fucking know the guy, but I feel like <laughs> he would probably do it. <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure out how I can say this without um how much I can share. Uh oh. Uh, let's just say Keith and I have 
so w- w- Keith and I have like a lot of mutual friends. Uh, no, He's I, coming I, on the podcast. No, 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 no. Uh, Keith is not booked for the podcast. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say that publicly, but um, no, I'll, I'll just leave it off here. I'll, I'll, I, I, I don't want to say this publicly. It's probably not the right place to say this, um, but it, it's something that I, I would be open to. Because Keith, yeah, for sure. Like, I, Keith, um, you know, uh, I, I know a lot of people prefer Keith over Dave. Um, I, I maybe I'm just a big fanboy of Dave. Who knows? But I, I like Dave um, on vocals better. But Keith, after Throwdown, he, uh, he, he started this band called X Rain X, right? And I'm, I'm not sure how yeah, far. I've heard of it, yeah. I'm not sure how far they plan to go. But I fucking loved that uh, they put out like two songs on MySpace. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember this correctly. This is all like me digging deep in my brain, right? Uh, they put out two songs on MySpace, and I'm like, man, I know that there's probably more music out there, right? So moving to Orange County, um, you know, kind of meeting some older people from the scene. I, I started asking around, like, hey, does anybody know about X Rain X? And this guy. Uh, gave me the cd he was like hey here is this cd it has unreleased 18 visions tracks and the rest of the rain demo just don't upload it anywhere because uh i don't know the names of the songs i don't know if i'm even supposed to be giving this to you but i know you actually care so check this out right so he gave me the cd and i, I thought he was bullshitting me till i actually put the cd in my computer and this is back when i had a computer with a cd drive and there was like like I think like two unreleased 18 vision songs and three unreleased rain songs. And I was just like, this is fucking awesome. And I listened to that stuff. So awesome. And I, I had it uploaded to my, um, to my Apple music, right? This is back when I had Apple music. And then I gave the CD to another friend so he could save it to his computer. And then the CD just disappeared. And those tracks are forever gone because I don't have Apple music anymore. I don't have that computer anymore. I don't have the hard drive. So, um, I'm not in possession of those tracks and it's, really shitty because i really like that rain demo rest in peace rest in peace but you mentioned keith for a lot of you who aren't following the hardcore caviar playlist and this is my shameless plug of my own playlist on spotify keith is actually in a new band and uh they're on the 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 playlist and i do not want to butcher the way to pronounce the band's name but it's uh D-U-H-K-H-A, Ducka. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, so forgive me. But look that up. Keith is in that band. Uh, also, th- this guy named Cameron. He's playing a band called Seizures. Uh, uh, those are the only two people that I know that are in the band. Uh, they got three songs on Spotify. Pretty awesome. So if, if, if you're a fan, uh, go check that out. Some, some awesome music going on down there in uh, South County. So check that out on the Hardcore Caviar playlist. Hell yeah. But so musically outside of the bands we've already talked about, No Other Way, Youngest Son, Outsider, are you working on anything new? Are you trying to start some new projects? Uh like uh I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to be like trying to do vocals for a band. Oh, okay. It's not like a hardcore band or anything. It's like, uh, I guess it's more along the lines of stuff like, uh, I don't know. It was described. I've heard the music and like my friend described it like a couple of different ways to me. Like I was under the impression that it was going to be like something that sounds like hum and stuff like that. Okay. But like, 
I don't know. Then some of the song, like there's like a song that like sounds like the Deftones. I don't fucking know. Like I don't, I don't. It's supposed to be a rock band, whatever. It's supposed to be like some rock band that I'm supposed to be like singing for. But I'm procrastinating on writing lyrics. I haven't gotten very far. It started. It'll happen one day, maybe. Um, maybe gonna drum in another band. Uh, we've been like trying to like organize a practice, but it hasn't really gotten anywhere. So, other than that, not really. I do think that like rock band is gonna like come together eventually. I just gotta stop being lazy. Yeah, I feel like there's this trend. You're writing three songs a year on drums. You're uh, slacking on these lyrics. I feel like you could be way more advanced in your musical career if you just buckled down. It's possible. But, uh, I don't know, man, <laughs> I'm a lazy fucker <laughs> for sure. Um, I, I'm curious, you've been living, um, you know, you and Dewey have been living together for a minute. Have you picked up playing video games yet? Cause I feel like that's such a big part of his life and you're around it. I'd be really surprised if you haven't at this point. No, I haven't at all. Actually. Wow. Like, uh, I mean, like I've played like smash brothers with dewey sometimes but like dewey granted like i'm sure if fucking like i wanted to go in the game room and play games with dewey dewey would be down mm -hmm. but like dewey's game room is like dewey's game room and, like i don't really like bothering i don't really want to bother dewey and dewey's lair that's his that's his that's his space to do his thing and play games and stuff and like i don't know i'm not like huge i'm not like a big gamer anyway not that i like i'm like a hater on it but like i've never like been walking down the hallway to the kitchen and i was just like hey man like i'm trying to see what this is all about <laughs> I, I feel like games just like i just don't really like, i don't really care about games that much I, I he's probably gonna kick me out of the house now but it's fine no, it's all good. Do is a good dude. I'm sure he'll understand. But I, I picture you, you know, grabbing like a switch. This, man. <laughs> I know, I know. He, he's really upset with me. I, I, I can feel the heat. But I, I, I picture you like picking up a switch and you know taking it on the go since you're always outdoors. I thought about buying a switch over the pandemic, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know. I just didn't. I like. I think in theory, I want to like play video games just because like. They're definitely like games are fun. Like I'm not gonna act like they're not fun, but like yeah. I don't know. I just fucking honestly, dude. I don't have a good reason. I just don't play video games. I don't. <laughs> I could see you being really into um, Animal Crossing. I, I could see you getting into that and being a pretty big uh, Animal Crossing guy. Animal Crossing. Yeah. Shit. I don't know. It's it, it's super what is it all about. It, it's super casual. You, you're, Animals. You're you're basically uh you basically get tricked into buying um a house and you got to pay off this raccoon. On top of while you're paying it off, you um get to mingle with the villagers and you find new means of collecting bells. That's their currency, and you find new way new ways of collecting bells to to pay off your mortgage. And then once you pay that off, you just um, basically have upkeep on the entire village. And there's events happening throughout the year and there's a million things to do to keep you occupied 
and it, it's it's really chill. You basically and a lot of people, um, you know, um, you just play at your own pace, right? There's really no end to it because it's uh, continuous. Uh, I don't know. I'll I'll keep it in mind. Okay. I think I think uh I think the last I'm just not like. I don't fucking know. The last video, I used to play Call of Duty a lot. That's about as far as gaming goes with me. Call I'm a fucking beast. This is a, I will, I'm calling anybody out who wants to fucking challenge me. I will fuck you up in Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, that that's a pretty. If you want to make it happen, pretty big challenge. I'll fucking I'll tear you up. That's all I got. That's about the only game I'm good at. Okay, okay, that's a pretty bold statement. <clears throat> I'm assuming you have to know a lot about that game if you're kind of make that kind of statement. I don't know how much I know about the game, but I definitely used to buy a lot of the home editions and I used to go to the mall and play it all the time. Is there a specific version that you prefer over another? I think my favorite one that I ever owned was probably uh, Dance Dance Revolution. Wait, that's the game. DDR Extreme 2. Oh. what it was it was dance dance revolution extreme 2 ddr okay i um we used to have that machine at our um our local movie theater and i, I used to have to travel I, I used to take the public transit right this is how addicted i was to the game right i would take the public transit across town just to get to the movie theater just to be able to play that song and i would spend like my mom would give me like 20 dollars plus bus fare to to go and i would put the 20 dollars into the token machine and that's where all my money went i didn't even care that i didn't have money to eat i just wanted to sweat and get good at the game and it was insane it was awesome yeah it was uh, i spent a lot of time at the mall playing dance dance revolution when i was younger so much time that i had to spend the money so i could play it at home to play it at home and i I, I felt like I just had like a different cardio when I was in high school versus now because I've stepped up on the machine in my 30s and I can't even get through two songs without feeling like I'm fucking dying. Right. I, I'm, and I'm not even playing like any like nine step or ten step songs. I'm playing like eights and sevens just to kind of get the you know blood flowing. And I will end with like a nine or ten step. But by the time I get to the third stage, I'm just like huffing and puffing. I want to take my pants off because it's just so hot. I, I'm just and I, I think back to how I used to be able to do like back to back games uh, with, you know, 100 percent energy. But now it's just like I can't even get through yeah. just one set. It's it's crazy. Dude, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't played the game in a long time. So. Uh, but, you know, it's fine. I still stand by my statement. Yeah, I'm, you can't you, you can't I'll back fucking, it on that challenge I'll, now. I'll challenge anybody. I, I feel I'm not like, backing out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying I might need a couple warm up rounds. Okay, because I know the, the the DMs are going to be flooded with all these challengers, and I'm going to have to try to find a way to fucking weave through it and uh, you know facilitate this. But it's going to be pretty interesting. We can we can make it work. We'll we'll organize a a virtual DDR competition. Okay, and uh, another thing I'm curious about. I know you used to be really into um, like uh, bouldering or rock climbing. I'm not sure the proper term for the indoor uh, version of that. Well, it's it's just like bouldering, yeah. I haven't seen you really post about that. Are are you still doing that? Is it is, is it COVID safe to to go back? Yeah, it's been COVID safe for like a long time now. Mm -hmm. But like, kind of, I kind of like fell off. I haven't, 
I haven't I haven't gone consistently in probably like three or four like probably like four months now. Mm-hmm. Like I uh I like took a break for a little while because I fucked my wrist up pretty bad. And I don't know. By the time my wrist healed, like I just I don't know. I just kind of like lost the stoke. I started like skateboarding again a lot more, which is like still like that's all I do. All I do is like skate now. And I just like I don't know. I just haven't had the desire to go to the gym in a while. Okay. Well, at least you you know found something else to occupy your time with because I I always like to stay busy. Um, and, and even when I, I don't even try, right? There's always something something comes up or something that I, I forgot. Uh, so I, I, I don't have the luxury of uh, being bored. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I like, I want to like get back into climbing, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm just like trying to like fit it back into my schedule. Cause I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just enjoying skating all the time now. Like that was like the first thing in my life that I ever like really cared about. So it's cool that like, I like feel the same way about it now as I did when I was like a kid. So that's awesome. So to be able to have that kind of love and passion for something, uh, you know, it doesn't really come around that often. So for you to be able to tap back into that and still be able to skate, it's cool. I, I, you know, talk to a lot of people, uh, who do that regularly. And it's, it's fun for me to watch because I have no skill at skating. I had a, a, f- a friend lend me their uh, uh, Tony Hawk. Uh, it was like trying to teach you how to ollie, right? It was like this Tony Hawk VHS trying to teach me how to ollie, and I just didn't understand the concept, and I just never picked it up. Yeah. So I, I've never been good at skating, but it's always been fun to watch people that I know, or even people on Instagram that I'm just a fan of, uh, be able to do insane stuff on a skateboard. Yeah, for sure. Fucking, I don't know, skateboarding rocks. Love mm-hmm. it. Hell yeah. Well, damn, Jamie, this has been super awesome. I'm happy that we're able to do the podcast. I'm happy to know that you're doing well. Uh, I'm happy we're able to clear the air on episode 199. I, I know I still have to reach out to Dewey. I'll, I'll do that at some point. But uh, before we sign off, is there Thanks, anything dude. is there anything you want to uh, say or shout out? Uh, I don't know. Shout out to you for continuing to do your podcast as much as you have. It's awesome seeing you doing it still. Uh, I don't know. Shout out to skateboarding. Shout out to Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> Love Dewey. Uh, that's all. That's, that's all I got. Listen to uh, no other way because that's the only band that I'm in that I care about. So all right well there, there you guys have it uh thank you jamie my favorite person from richmond it, it, it's been a pleasure thank all of you for listening and we'll be back soon